Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Hello Church, I hope you're doing okay. I hope that you are bearing up and thriving, that you are flourishing, that you are showing the fruit of the Spirit in this time of testing. Uh, we're really praying for you and we're here for you. Please, please let us know what's going on. We would love to help you if we can, but certainly to pray for you. Please use our Zoom groups and let's stay connected. We really need each other at this time. We're praying for the Richardson family who had a sad loss this week. We're praying for Andy and the whole family. I'd like to talk today about faith-filled prayers. Did you know that Jesus spoke so much about faith? Luke chapter 18 says, When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? That's what Jesus is looking for. And listen to a few of the things Jesus said in Matthew 8. Uh, he said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, let it be done for you. As you have believed. What if God said that to you or to me? As you have believed, let it be done for you. Not as you have prayed the right words or prayed with, with emotion or with a lack of emotion or prayed in the right posture or the right time or the right location. No, no. As you have believed, let it be done to you. Imagine if that was the criteria that God used. Matthew 9 verse 2. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. That's what Jesus was looking for. Verse 22. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was well. From that hour. Wow, I want to know how to pray faith filled prayers. Verse 28 And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done to you. Matthew 21 22 And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. <laughs> I wonder if you're as challenged as I am by these verses. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Wow, I want to know how to pray faith-filled prayers. I want to know what is this believing and this faith. Mark eleven twenty two is the most clear and startling explanation of this. Jesus said, have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, and this is talking about prayer and whatever it is that we're praying about or against, whatever is coming against us and stopping us from being able to enjoy and express God's freedom and God's kingdom properly. He says, if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, or you have received them, and you will have them. Wow, that's startling. Let me read you a couple of other verses from 
other places in the Bible. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let him not doubt. Let him believe. Ask in faith and he will get it. Wow, what a promise. But I want to know, how do I ask in faith? One more passage, James chapter 5. Same writer, same book, just a little bit later. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. Do you know how to pray a prayer of faith? The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So we're going to look over the coming weeks at several aspects of faith-filled prayers. Today we're looking at praise as a, a way of praying faithful praise, praise. Next week we'll be looking at promises. The week after that, proclamations. And the week after that, persistence. But let's look at praise. What is praise? When you praise somebody, you're saying good things about them. Now when you praise a person, there is a chance that what you're saying is not quite true. But when you praise God, you are speaking the truth. What's more, you're not only speaking the truth, you're agreeing with his words. What's more, when we praise him, we magnify him. The Bible talks about magnifying the Lord. What does that mean, magnify, make bigger the Lord? How is it possible to make the Lord bigger? You can't make him bigger because he fills everything already, but you can make him bigger in your own understanding, in your own eyes in your own heart, in your own life. When we praise him, we make him bigger. Next, when we praise him, he floods in. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. He is everywhere. He is all around us, but we can't see him. But when we praise him, we get a glimpse. We, we get the veil pulled back and we see him. He shines through and he affects this physical world that we live in when we praise him. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah saw a vision of the Lord and some angels singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. We know the whole earth is full of his glory, but most people don't perceive his glory. We just see what our eyes and our senses and our logic tell us. But then Habakkuk chapter 2 says, The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Let me put those two verses together for you to try and help you understand this. The whole earth is already full of his glory, but most people can't see it. Most people don't benefit from it. The glory of the Lord is so wonderful. It's all around us, but it's invisible. 
One day the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. How deep is the sea? In some places it's kilometers deep. It is enormously deep. The waters cover the sea to an unimaginable level. The waters are the sea. <laughs> the glory of the Lord will fill the earth and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. Everyone will see it. One day when Jesus comes back, it will be so obvious that God is glorious. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess. For some people, it'll be too late then because they didn't already confess him before he came back. But there will come a day when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is evident to all. But until that day, we can praise him. And when you praise him, you become a megaphone that takes that invisible and inaudible glory and makes it visible and audible. You become a lens that takes this glory that no one can see and makes it shine glorious. And those around you see it. You become a forerunner of that end time when the earth is full of the full of the glory of the Lord. You see it by faith. You share it by telling God how great he is. And the world around you is affected and people around you are affected and you are affected. And so what I want to do today is look at three stories of people who praised God. And I want to show you how this is the easiest of faithful prayers because anyone can praise God and it is the most effective of faithful prayers. When we praise God, we are simply agreeing with his word. We are simply telling God how wonderful, how great, how powerful, how big he is. We're using the descriptions of him in his Bible. We're using the names that he gives us of himself. We're using our own experience and understanding of him. We're thanking him because thanksgiving is part of praise. When we thank him, when we are thankful people, where we're always looking for something to be thankful for, where we are always being grateful for the blessings we have, for the blessings we don't even know we have, but are, are with us because of God's goodness, for the things that God has protected us from, for the things that God will do. When we are thankful people, we are praising him. When we are lifting up, magnifying his name, power is released. We are changed. It is a faithful prayer. If you pray nothing but praise and thanksgiving for 10 minutes, it will be one of the most effective prayer times you've ever had. You may not have even asked for a single thing, but God's power floods in and is released. Let's look at three examples. The first is in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas have gone into a town called Philippi. It is well off the beaten track. Philippi is out of the way. It's not where Paul normally would have gone. It's not where any of his associates or friends were or would have gone. And Paul and Silas have been arrested in this Roman town called Philippi that is out of the way. And they're alone and it's dark and they're shackled and they believe they may be executed the next day. Dark, in chains, under threat. Terrible situation. And Acts chapter 16 says, At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. They were praising. They didn't know what to pray. They didn't know how to pray. They simply praised. A faithful prayer. You know, praise is the easiest and the most powerful faith-filled prayer you can pray. And Paul and Silas were simply praising God. Thank you, God. You're wonderful. You're kind. You're great. You're merciful. You never change. You never fail. You are the fairest of 10,000. 
the lily of the valleys, the rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star. You are amazing, God. Thank you for all your goodness. Thank you for your blessings. Praising and thanking God. Suddenly there was a great earthquake at midnight. You see, physical things are affected by an invisible spiritual realm when we praise. God's power breaks through. There was an earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately, all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Even people who don't have faith, even people who don't know God, if they are close to you, when you are shining God's glory by being a thankful, praising person, they are affected. Their chains are set free. People walk into our church services and because some people are praising God, even those who don't know the Lord get affected, get healed, get touched, sense the presence of God. We were singing in the streets of St. Helier a few months ago, just praising God at Christmas time. And a man walked up to me. He said, what is that that I can feel? He was not a believer, but he could sense the glory of God because people were praising God. Paul and Silas did that. The next one is King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 19, then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. You see, they started to praise. They knew that this is the solution because these huge and powerful armies, which had terrible intentions against the Israelites, were coming and there was nothing within their human natural resources that could protect them from these enemies. And in verse 21, when he had consulted with the people, Jehoshaphat appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. Praise the beauty of holiness. You know, it doesn't matter what words you use to praise the beauty of our holy God. They are not enough. You could praise him all day, every day. You could praise him with the most extravagant words. It would still be true and it wouldn't be enough to say how great God is. And as they went out before the army, they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is great. This enemy is threatening me. This enemy hates me. This enemy is violent, strong, and determined. And I can sense them and see them. And my logic and my fear tells me all the things they want to do to me. But I am focusing on the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. Even this terrible situation, I'm praising him. A faith-filled prayer, as simple as praise. Listen to what happens. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. The people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were their dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. That can be you. That can be me. You know, we have the Holy Spirit within us. In the Old Testament, they had the Holy Spirit upon them at times for a certain purpose. We have him living within us forever. We can praise God much better than they ever did. And we can see greater results. King David was the last one. You know, 
right throughout the Psalms and right throughout David's life, he grew, he drew strength by praising the Lord. He praised again and again. The word praise, thanks, uh, all the different meanings of the words praise in the Psalms, they just occur hundreds and hundreds of times. And that is a record of David's private prayer life. He was a praise champion. Even more than a, a king that could defeat enemies, even more than a wise shepherd who could lead his people, he praised and he worshipped. And the result was victories in his life, not because of his own strength, but because of God. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, David says, Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior. You saved me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. That was David's testimony at the end of his life. How will I be saved from my enemy, enemies? By praising God, by calling upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. When David brings the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem, he is praising God. He doesn't care whether he seems foolish. He is praising God with his body, soul, spirit, mind, with all his resources. He's spent a whole lot of money on sacrifices. He's done everything to praise the Lord. When David builds a temple for God's Ark, for God's presence, he employs 4,000 people full-time to sing and to make music to praise God in the temple. That's extraordinary. What can 4,000 people do full-time in praising and worshiping God? Why do you need so many? You only need a couple a day, surely. No, 4,000. Uh, 1 Chronicles 23 verse 5. 4,000 praised the Lord with musical instruments for giving praise. Friends, praise is a faith-filled prayer. Praise is the easiest of faithful prayers. You don't really even need to know much about the Bible. You don't even need to have wisdom or understanding of, of the ways of God. Anyone can praise Him. You can look out into the world around you and you can praise God for His goodness. You can look within yourself and praise Him. You can, with the eye of faith, just like Paul and Silas did, see His glory all around you. See how wonderful and beautiful and powerful He is and praise Him no matter what your circumstances, no matter what you're living through. And when we praise, we are praying faithful prayers. Things change. I've seen it in my own life. I was a young boy, 17 or 18 years old. I'd only just become a believer. I lived in a, a really hopeless situation. My dad had committed suicide. My mum was a terrible alcoholic. My younger sister was really battling and I felt responsible as pretty much her caregiver to look after her. And my mum was passed out and I was at my wit's end. I didn't know what to do or how to solve the situation. We had financial issues. It was a difficult time for our family. And God just inspired me to praise him in that circumstance. And as I praised him, it was like his light broke in. I remember kneeling down next to my passed out mama and saying, thank you, God, you are wonderful. And thank you for this situation because you are using it for your glory 
and for your purposes. And something amazing happened. Over a period of time, it slowly started to change. It took another 10 years before my mom was fully saved and set free from alcohol. But our family was changed. My sister went as a missionary to Mexico. Just amazing things happened in our lives. Uh, miracles, miracles after miracles. And I believe it started when I started to praise. You can praise, I can praise, anyone can praise. It is a faith-filled prayer. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.